Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Episode 251. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a really, 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 really fun night. Episode 251. 251 episodes. We are here. We are live. We are counting down to our five-year anniversary in the beginning of April, uh, right around WrestleMania. So we got some... uh, Awesome uh, news for that. Of course, we have our weekly interviews this week. I'm actually going to play a clip from an interview, an exclusive interview I did last uh, this past weekend at World Class Professional Big Time Wrestling with the franchise Shane Douglas. Uh, it was uh, he shared some really really interesting stuff uh, about just wrestling in general. And, of course, we're going to talk about uh, just a lot of stuff that happened in the professional wrestling world. For those who tuned into the Raw Review last night on Facebook, you know that I'm not uh, the great in the greatest uh, uh, shape right now <laughs> as far as uh, my health is concerned. But uh, you know what? It's, uh, it's all right. We're going we're gonna to make this work. Uh, <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to get ready. We're going to get set. Uh, we are going to play this interview here with uh, uh, with Shane Douglas, and then the the special guest co-host for this week is once again from Undermat Radio, Evan Tech Prout. So Evan and I are going to talk about professional wrestling as we do always. Um, I'm really uh, Evan's a great guy, and uh, you know it's, it's one of those things that I, I talk about a lot of. I, I, t- I talk a lot about just there's certain guest co-hosts that I really enjoy. Uh, you know, having on the show, I, I've enjoyed every single guest co-host on the show. Uh, but there's some people uh, who are who I really like, who I really enjoy having on the show because just of their professional wrestling knowledge and just uh, and the conversation that we have. Evan and I, we we talk all the time now, uh, just about daily actually, uh, about wrestling and and, and stuff and 
just faith and just build each other up. And so I'm really excited to talk to, to, to Tech, to Evan again today about wrestling. But before that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to play the clip of the franchise Shangla Douglas interview uh, from Zanesville, Ohio this past weekend. Uh, st- stick, stick with it. Stay tuned. And after that, uh, <clears throat> we're going to get into uh, the wrestling for the week. Here we go. Just uh, here for the show, man. Just uh, great to meet you. And, uh, yeah, man, absolutely. So, um, so how's everything going right now as far as his wrestling career? Just doing like uh, small shows and everything. Doing good. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Busy and got some big news coming soon. Nice. Do you have a website or anything? You have a website that you uh, wrestle on? Okay. We'll make an announcement all that comes out. Okay. What, what do you make announcement at? Like through Facebook? Yeah, I'll make it on Facebook. And it'll be, it's a big coverage. It'll be universally announced. Right, right. It'll be out. So how different would it be from like this uh, current WWE product? A million percent. A million percent. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah. It won't be garbage. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're going to let the kids do what they do. Gotcha. And not spoon feed it, not expect them to regurgitate something that I told them was somebody else. Let him be wrestling like I was allowed to be. Yeah, yeah. What do you what, like? What's the big difference you see as far as the, the current product? Wrestling versus sports entertainment says it all. Yeah. All you have to do is turn it on. Compare any match you want from 1990 or before yeah. to what you're seeing now. Yeah. And tell me if you think which one's better. Do you think like the territories not being there is, is a big difference? It's been, it's been disastrous to the industry. Yeah. Where do you learn your craft? Right. How do you get, you know, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? How do you get a job with the main company if you can't get experience? How do you get experience if you can't get a job with the main company? Right. You know, and there's no small companies to get, get training. Everybody's being so, funneled to the developmental Vince, the development Vince is center. now reaping the reward of what he showed. He's got no place to, to, to treat the kids, teach the kids, no place for the kids to learn their crap, and so you end up with where you have to have an agent tell the kids what moves to do, what, how much time they have to do it in, read a teleprompter, how to do that. I never did any of those things. Yeah. No agent ever told me what to do or what not to do. And that affects the promos as well. Absolutely. It does. I know my character. These kids don't know their character. But the character the script to them, they read off the page. Yeah. I never did any of that. So, <laughs> guys, Fantastic. Appreciate you, man. Thanks Take a lot. Care, Shane Douglas, wow, Shane Douglas uh, making some stuff known uh, about the current interview, uh, about the current WWE product, uh, holding no punches. Uh, there you go, exclusive interview with the franchise, Shane Douglas. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back right after this. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, on mine. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play. Like who defies the living God? Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Frizzle, pinning them. 
to the max. And I'm that one again, with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent, to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gaps and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, raving, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals, using God for my defense. In Alabama, we jamming, that's beautiful Bobby eating. Me and Priest, we the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat, tie the do rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep, you all what you speak, this too sweet. Till the number is took back, we repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking, yeah, we shook that. Trusting God, we trust, pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness, some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap, he turning the power on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb, tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through, diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too, it's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal, we playing them war games, our army go move too, you through, I'm in the raptors, with a bat in my hand, and stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter, in the grand scheme, it's that easy, we tag teaming, Donna Brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 251 episodes. We're going to celebrate like we do every single week. Again, thanks to the franchise, Shane Douglas, for opening uh, uh, up some time or uh, uh, for the during the show uh opening up some time to be able to uh speak to me uh, there was a long line um of people uh greeting him and road warrior animal uh so i'm happy that uh he was able to um <clears throat> to open that up for me for the entire video actually the video's uh quite long i also spoke with road warrior animal for the entire video go ahead and go to the cray wrestling page after the show Cray Wrestling Facebook page after the show and uh, check out the entire interview, the Facebook Live um, uh, that I did at the uh, World Class Professional Wrestling. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, it was one of the uh, best uh, shows that I've ever been to. I have not missed a live uh, WWE show since, uh, I've not missed a live WWE Raw since 1999. Every time it comes here, um, my hometown, I go every single time. So 18 years, I've not missed a Raw. And all out of all that, all the pay-per-views that come here, I'm there too. Uh, out of all of that, and SmackDowns as well, uh, from all those shows, uh, 18 years worth of shows, this was definitely one of the best ones that I have ever um, witnessed. Uh, only because, well, primarily because this was not only, there's there was a few reasons why, but primarily because it was such an old school feel to it. Uh, Shane Douglas uh, was going against the uh, the fantastic Bobby Fulton, who I had on the show last week. Uh, CJ Lund, who goes by Thunder Kitty, uh, she actually played the heel role. She was there. Uh, for those who watch SmackDown, you'll uh, you know that uh, CJ Lund um, was uh, the jobber for Carmella. Um, and there, yeah, there was a bunch of other people. Sean Casey 
for those who uh, know who Sean Casey is, uh, he was there. Uh, uh, um, who else was it? Cody? Um, Cody Hawk um, from you know legendary legendary cha- trainer. Um, there was, I mean, there's a lot of there. I mean, there was a lot of. Uh, uh, notable names there. Uh, Cody Hawk, of course, he uh, trained in, in Heartland, uh, Val, uh, Heartland Wrestling Association, and uh, he trained uh, Dean Ambrose. So yeah, I mean he's, he, I mean he was was just he was an amazing, uh, amazing um, uh, heel. I mean he knew how to play the he he really knew how to play the game. He's been in the game. He's been wrestling for twenty years now. Um, he really knew how to play it, the, the heel role, and just the faces and the heels, the kayfabe was still alive. You know, I was with uh, one of my staff members, Ben James, and, uh, you know, we were just saying that, you know, both of, both of us are in our mid-30s. Uh, he's a couple years older than I am, and we both felt like a kid again, you know, and it's, it was just absolutely incredible. So another person who who uh, appreciates old-school wrestling is my special guest co-host for tonight once again. Coming back from under the mat radio, none other than Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? What's going on, Stone Feather? <laughs> I knew you'd Good come to meet you. Sad man, always glad to be be here on uh, Pancakes and Power Slams. Absolutely. Don't know the last time I ate any pancakes, but uh, what was that? <laughs> it was always good to have you. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I think we talked about Evan, pancakes on your show as far as uh, best uh, pancakes, uh, the, the best yeah. pancakes that we have. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, my, my late grandmother who passed in 96, uh, she used to cook the best pancakes. I mean, I'm pretty good at cooking them. Um, I always prefer pancakes over waffles. And I know IHOP have all you can eat pancakes to February 12th. I'm not sure if that's. In Ohio, but it is here in Maryland. Nice. So think all over. I'm a but good jelly. Say, yeah, I mean, you know, I love pancakes, but you know, being being in the media business um, and wrestling uh, and traveling to different shows, I, I've become very accustomed to the great old Waffle Houses. So, um, one of the yeah. best places to go. You leave them yeah. for the show at twelve one in the morning on the road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know what's so funny? I was digging up on Sean Casey, and he ser- he served about two years in prison uh, in 2014. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, I remember him from like WCW back in the in the mid 90s, uh, but uh, yeah, he, he he pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Related to misrepresenting, this is from Wikipedia, the nature of his naughty body's business. He was also forfeited more than $32,000 in cash seized from his residence and business location during the search of those properties. Served uh, 21 months, uh, which is a year and nine months of uh, of jail time. Three years of supervised wow. release. So right now, uh, he is still on supervised release. How about that? Wow. That's something, man. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was he was at the show. He was uh, he he actually won the the main event was like a seven man blindfold uh, battle royal. Uh, it was yeah, it was it was interesting, very interesting. Uh, 
but yeah, he was he was there. I, I remember him too. Uh, but I mean, hopefully he's using these opportunities to you know get his life back together instead of you know not uh, not play with the government because you will be you will serve some time. Yes, you will. Absolutely, you will. Don't don't play with the government. Even though Vince McMahon defeated the government twice, he's two and zero. He is. But, uh, he is. That's that's really true. <laughs> he did. Um, but you never know, man. You know, the government come back to haunt you, and uh, stuff, stuff, something would come resume. And look at Snooker. We'll talk about Snooker here in a minute. You know, his case resumed. Uh, you know, thirty-two years after uh, he allegedly, you know, did it. So you never know, man. I, I I'm gonna, you know, my my PhD is in the forensics field. Uh, so, you know, one of the things I will be covering is code cases. And so, yeah, anything at any moment could uh, could be resumed and bite someone in the boot in the behind. Oh, man, that is true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got so much to talk about tonight. Uh, we, we got some, some headlines, of course, uh, that are coming up. And uh, we the flavor of the week this week is uh, last week, Evan and I talked about uh, the um, – we, we talked about the, the favorite matches from uh, Royal Rumble of ninety uh, of 88, the first one, until 97. Today we're going to talk about 98 into 2007, our favorite matches of each of, each of those. Uh, so we're going to talk about that, and we're going to have some fun. Uh, of course, all the time, each and every week, we start off with the headline. So here we go. Val Venus. Hello, ladies. That's the best I could do. I used to do Val Venus all the time uh, when I was in high school. Uh, and I say, because you see the big Falboski. I used to do that all the time. <laughs> right when, when Val Venus started to get popular, I was just about done with high school. And uh, <laughs> I used to do Val Venus impressions all the time. But now, uh, you know, 20 years later, he uh, he's, he's all about the weed, man. He's all about the weed. He's very anti-Obama. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, all about the weed. He has a dispensary um, in uh, in Arizona. Um, and, yeah, he's he's just a big weed head now. Um, he, uh, and he, he, he just recently. Yeah, he he recently uh, talked about he, he blasted Obama. You know, I've looked at his Twitter account and he, he hasn't been good about Obama. You know, I've I've shared my political views here uh, on the show as far as uh, you know, my, I, I lean conservative, uh, but at the same time, you know, I did I did watch the Obama speech. I thought it was uh, very poignant. I thought a lot of you know there was a lot of things I didn't necessarily agree with, but at the same time. Uh, at the end, he he made everybody <laughs> um, be on Team Obama as far as just the family uh, part. At the end, it was very very well done. But Obama's always been pretty good with speeches. Um, uh, he did, you know, it was a it was a way to rally, you know, his second term. Um, and you know, he he him and his slogans, and he just he knows how to do it. Uh, Val Venus, uh, he. <laughs> He, you know, wrote this, uh, wrote about this on the Inquisitor. He called him uh, murderous, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he he wasn't very happy with uh, with 
uh, a, 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 a tweet of just uh, the speech. Uh, he retweeted uh, the speech and, and uh, he, he said, wow, quote, wow, another murderous president. Um, <laughs> and he just, wow. He said, uh, another murderous president and more Stockholm Syndrome suffering statists uh, praising a cold-blooded murderer such class, quote, class was in quotes. Shake my head. So, Evan, the big Valboski is high on the weed and low on the president. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's ripping, he, he's ripping, you know, Trump calling him a murderer and all of this stuff. And I, I, I've, I've interviewed He ripped Obama, you mean. Oh, Obama, sorry. He's ripping Obama. Uh, I interviewed Val um, during this ball a year and a half ago. It's on our page, and he invited me to his uh, weed shop or house, whatever you call it. Um, uh, but uh, I'm going to say this. I know Featherstone, I know you're more into the political area than me. I'm not a dummy of political, but I know that's, that's your strong suit. Is it's been worse presidents, you know, if you if you swing right, you swing left, if you're liberal, conservative, or whatever. It's calling him murderous. What facts right. do you have when baby Bush, eight years prior to Obama, was the one that sent our troops to find the mysterious weapons of mass destruction, which we still have yet to find, which is still going around to the mysteries of who drove the White Hummer and who really was the higher power in wrestling and, you know, who was behind GTV. So yeah. <laughs> it's it's like... Yeah, you call Obama murders, what facts do you have? I mean, he did have our troops leave and, and had our troops come back home. Baby Bush beforehand, what do you say for him? Eight years he was president. I mean, you had the rigged, uh, worked election. Baby Bush came in as president. Then you had, uh, he sent tons of our troops over there to fight a war, a weapons of mass destruction, which he still to this day has was never, never found. He never provided evidence of what weapons of mass destruction was. How of hell and tons of our soldiers got killed. So if you call anybody murderous, then you could call Baby Bush that. And the fact that, you know, Bill Clinton, you know, when he left office, he left, we had a billion dollar surplus and Baby Bush left, we was in a trillion dollar deficit. So I'm just curious of how you gonna call Obama murderous when Baby Bush theoretically under his power and in his regime, they do Baby Bush, his, his lead and his power in Congress, Theoretically, and even can prove that a lot of people died in him. Maybe you agree for the night. That's facts, and and mm-hmm. I really don't agree with that. Maybe he was high, uh, but um, I, I know I know Val like other some other the boys that that we know I'm not gonna mention or air are very highly political, very mm-hmm. very political in in that thought. So I, I really don't agree with those comments. Like I said, I'm a black man. Like you, Featherstone, have a family, um, but. I'm a registered Democrat. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to always go for everything Democrats do, and, and doesn't mean I'm going to always go for uh, whatever Republicans uh, go for. But mm-hmm. I believe in voting for what is right, for as my, my mindset, for as my belief. And I, I just feel that, you know, you got to provide evidence. It's my thing to give an opinion. You call somebody murderous, it's like, okay, provide proof. Yeah. How many people have yeah, I mean, you know, you know, that's the thing. I, I you know, I'm uh, a registered Republican. I'm more conservative, but uh, 
you know, even with me being a conservative, uh, you know, I, I certainly, <laughs> certainly, uh, here, here's the thing. If, if it was his own, you know, Facebook, it was on his Facebook page. If it was his own, his own thing, if he just, you know, put it on his Facebook page without retweeting someone, you know, that would be, that would be one thing. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, <laughs> you know, that doesn't make much sense to retweet someone and then place those comments and then uh, talk down toward the person that, you know, he's retweeting. I mean, that's that's another thing to me. I mean, you, you have your freedom of speech to, uh, you know, you have your social media outlet to post whatever you want to, uh, but, you know. To, to do something like that is, is a bit heinous. And, uh, you know, it's just <laughs> Val Venus, you know, I'd love to have him on the show soon. Um, I never really had the, um, the gunction to, uh, to, to really bring him on the show. Um, but maybe, maybe so, uh, it, you know, maybe one week when I feel like bring him on the show, I'll, I'll do so. But, you know, I, I don't. I don't think bringing me on the show would change uh, his his thoughts or his his uh, his comments. Uh, he has the right to do that. But again, when it comes to retweeting someone, then you know, downplaying or you know, speaking against the person you um, are retweeting right. in, in a very cruel way, I think that that's when it crossed the line for me. Uh, yeah, I, so, I, I agree. I, I do mm-hmm. agree with that. I've, I've interviewed him. I've interviewed him face to face. I haven't had. I mean, he technically been on my show. He hasn't been on my, my radio show. He's been, uh, you know, on our live interviews. And um, you know, like I said, I uh, like you. I've, you know, we of course, us being in the business, we're in. We interview people, and of course, we know from jump that they're gonna their views are gonna be totally opposite of ours. And yeah, uh, as, as, as someone, uh, as a good friend of mine, I always say that works for CBS is. Um, if if it will be born radio or TV, if we all agreed on everything, mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's something that's what you can think of. Yeah. So last week we talked about the uh, Impact Wrestling logo. I just wanted to uh, talk about that a little bit more. Just the the anthem uh, with the owl. <laughs> and uh, owl. yeah, uh, well. Okay. Uh, uh, Brother, brother, uh, broken, broken Matt. He, uh, he, he said the owl of anthem. Uh, so I, I guess that's an owl. I mean, it kind of does look like an owl, but I, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, I, I guess that's a part of Anthem's logo. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm about to look at it now. Um, just what their logo is. Maybe. Okay, so I'm looking. So Anthem Media Group is their logo is that owl, basically. So what they did was they used their logo and they put it a part of TNA Wrestling and they made the A the anthem. Like so, basically it's 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 a owl. It's the same thing as the A of, of the Impact Wrestling logo. Without, I mean, it's just without the rest of the letters. So Anthem is basically the A with the owl, and they put that whole logo into the Impact Wrestling name. So basically they just wanted that 
to to let people know that it's you know it's an anthem company. I mean, where where do we go with this tech? I mean, where, where what's left for the Impact Wrestling brand? Uh, what's left? Ratings. Um, them promoting more than just Facebook and Twitter. Uh, them getting their their PR department right because their PR department sucks. It's bad, and I have friends that work in TNA that you see on TV every week, uh, and, and there's no one talking to other agents. Their PR department stinks. Uh, they need ratings. What's left of them? Um, uh, just have they ever crossed the line? We still have yet to get that answer. Get that. Get the answer to that. It's just. It, I always say TNA has had nine lives. Well, if you're in an anime like Dragon Ball Z, it's that one dead one boss or like a movie. Like, how many times are we going to kill him and they keep coming back like Jason and Michael Myers? <clears throat> it's, you know, Jared, uh, former guest on my show many times, great guy to, towards me, towards my staff and people. Jared once again returns for the 80th time with now good old Dutchie Mantel. Yeah. It's like, it's. it's what else can you do? The logo to me looks bad. I, I did see when Broken Man called it the, the owl with anthem, which I thought was hilarious. Whatever <laughs> bird it is, if it's an owl, if it's, it's if it's a blue jay, whatever. Toucan Sam. The logo don't even fit wrestling. It, it, you see, a, you see logos are supposed to, you know, cause some type of fear or look tough. Yeah. Um, not that TNA's logos is always the best either, but it's like that. I'm like, what, what is this bird? Like, <laughs> why is this yeah. bird here? I get, but like I said, if yep. they're now in charge, of course, branding wise, I understand you got to put your logo on that they let people know, okay, this is us. We're now an anthem company. But it's just, I just hope things change. I just, I just hope that they can continue being different. I watched Impact last week briefly. Um, and, and I could see the subtle differences in knowing, okay, Dixie isn't there no more. She's done. I could tell Billy yeah. Corgan isn't there no more. You know, it's back to good old Dutchie and, and, and Double J. I'm not going to spell his own name out. So it's a little subtlety. The best thing he had going going is Broken Matt Hardy, which mainly was Matt Hardy and Jeff. Keep that going on. Keep the DCC and keep the Decay and, and Eddie Edwards. Keep that up. And and I say go live. You, you, I know people hated the idea, but go live. Do something. You you may not win. You may not win the battle right away, but you gotta you gotta make some kind of impact. You, Vince and them keep talking, but we don't. TNA is not a not a competition. It may not be to a degree, but we all know that you watch what they do. We all know. Oh, of course they do. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, they, we know. Of course they do. I mean, look look at look at their recruits the past few years. Moa Joe, oh, yeah. Austin Aries, Bobby Roode, Eric Young, uh, and it's and it uh, and it's like, uh, of course, you watch, uh, you you watch uh, TNA. Here's my thing, you know, you brought up some good points. Uh, there's okay, so the Anthem, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, they have like five or six other companies under the Anthem umbrella. From my recollection of looking at the other logos, not one of them have the Anthem uh, logo within their logo. Like, for instance, the the most popular Anthem company is the Fight Network. And for all, I mean, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like a a combination of of an F and an N and Fight Network. There's no Anthem logo there. (laughs) So it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense what you're saying. 
It, it doesn't. It's, like you say, your fight network is under Anthem. You would have had no idea. You know, like, for instance, like USA is, on, is under Viacom. Right. No one knows that. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the only reason people would know is when they do the whole con- conservative energy thing and everybody turns their logos to green, you know it because NBC is green and USA or what have you. So the, the bird, I, I know I know we could be nitpicking. The bird just looks so out of place. It, 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 I know, I know, granted, it's like, okay, we add the bird. It doesn't really change anything to the TNA product, mm-hmm. and, and but... I I just want TNA to keep going. I mean, you get chance after chance after chance. Make something out of it, just please. Yeah. <laughs> keep keep being different. Make do a live show. Work on your PR department. Um, please stop bringing in these MMA guys like anybody cares. Or these NFL players, they keep getting all these multiple that multiple uh, rap sheets and these multiple. Uh, uh, um, 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 police reports, Adam Pac-Man Jones, what have you? Like, yeah. you say it. Just yeah. stick, stick, stick to wrestling. Be entertaining. Be different from E. Or as does the Hardy say, the W we. As his brother Nero said, uh, just be different. That's all I ask for. The, the, the better that you do, we got friends there that you know want them to keep their jobs. The better that you do, the better it is for the business. TNA, WWE, um, um, Ring of Honor. I uh, do you know that there's another wrestling company that escapes me that signed the TV deal. Lucha Underground, of course, they're close to a deal with Netflix. I'm not sure if mm-hmm. you knew that or not, but the uh, you know our buddies that work for Lucha Underground too. That that's 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 well. So. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's a. I think you brought some good points. You said something about the live piece. Um, they they try and they they try to do live, but the thing is, yeah, they tried to do live, but uh, it, it I, I didn't like the head to head. That was just totally just horrible. But the live shows, I liked it, but they were losing so much money because of the. Attendance, you know, there would be all types of articles written as far as just the low attendance and and all that. Um, so that really helped, that really hurt them, and that's what you know. That's the reason why they cut most of the pay per views out. Uh, so they just was losing so yeah, much money that just they they just yeah. stopped it. So I mean, yeah, I like I, I like it. True. I like the live thing. But what the thing is with Anthem now, you know, there's reports of saying uh, I said this on the show before. There's some there's some reports saying that they're only going to tape three to four times the entire year, so they're type they're 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 taping about three months of tapings, all up in one, and that just I mean it really hurts the product and it hurts the talent. And and the, and there's one thing you can always tell when if you look at the the, the current TNA roster or people that's in TNA. And you go on their Twitter pages or you go and check their social media if you know these guys. And when you've seen that, they're saying, hey, mm-hmm. for bookings, contact me here. Right. Email. Exactly. Gmail.com, <laughs> Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, here's my agent contact. And me and you know. Then that's when you know, okay, they're not full-time. They're still open for bookings. Of course, the more bookings they get, the more money that they have. So I'll let you know is that I get um, that they were losing money. But you gotta make some kind of you got you got you gotta make some kind of noise, and you don't gotta go live every week. I know that they're not global like WWE is, 
but it's just you gotta make some kind of noise. Even if you go live once a month or even once every every couple of months, uh, mm-hmm. make some kind of noise. Because remember, when Impact was live there Monday, basically it was kind of like a full kid, a poor man's version of Nitro. Yeah. But oh, yet, yeah. remember what did WWE do that Monday Night Raw was when Bright and Sean finally hugged it out. And you know Vince McMahon, it's no coincidence. He, he knew TNA was going live. So what can I do for TNA to go live? Because TNA basically got all the, the old WCW stars, and it's like the old Nitro. So I'm going to use yeah. Sean and Brett, have them hug it out, and have them basically yeah. repent to each other and make amends, at, you know, at, you know, and, and put water under the bridge. Around the same time, you get Hogan and Bischoff and everybody else there. So... Like I said, long as long as he stays afloat, long as he makes some kind of revenue, some some kind of positive stream, then I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's hope. Let's hope for the best. I mean TNA does not need to go under. I mean, I don't want them to go under just because, you know, WWE needs some type of competition. I mean, uh, Ring of Honor is great, but they're not anywhere close, you know, to they're a very, very far distant, you know, away from the WWE. I'm, I'm glad they have a tele, television, you know, deal. Um, they're actually going to come here um, about a month. Uh, I go to all the ROH shows every time they come here the past few years. And they're moving up uh, as far as shows is concerned, as far as location. Uh, they're they're going to be one of the best locations here in, in, in the city. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be really exciting. I, you know, they've been a company for going on, you know, this is their 15th year, you know, as a company, ROH, you know, and they, you know, they, they stick to their guns. I mean, they're a niche, they're a niche company that they're not really, you know, caring about selling out, you know, 30,000 person seats. Um, They don't have the money to do that. I mean, they, you know, they have some backing now, which is good, but, you know, they, I, I wish that they kind of go aim a little bit higher than, you know, bingo halls and expo centers. But, uh, you know, if they get like a you know, nice seven, 8,000, you know, person, you know, crowd, even really four to 6,000, I think it'll look better from a television production standpoint, but they, they've always been around. They've always been that indie company. They've always been that company that, uh, you know, bang on the, uh, uh, the barricade and, and you know and, and chant ROH. So uh, you know it's it's that's been them and it's and it's worked for them. Uh, but for TNA, they they've tried to be indie. They've tried to go head to head. They've had Hogan and Bischoff in. They've had Hogan Vince Russo. They've you know they've had so many people, so many heads in the business that they really didn't. I mean, that was the same issue with WCW. A lot of the talent say that there were so many people in charge that they really didn't know who to look to. You know I mean? A lot of people who I say, who I've interviewed, who was in WCW compared to WWE, uh, both, you know, they were in both companies. They said the same thing. Vince is the head. Vince is the guy to look to. And in the WCW, there were so many. Same thing with TNA. Yeah, yes, that, 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 that is true. Vince is the head. He yeah, definitely he is. is. He is the genetic juggernaut. <laughs> what did the jackhammer? Yeah, yeah, the genetic jackhammer. Remember that? It's time to shake things up again. 
Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> and in the interest of fairness, like yeah, the interest yeah, of fairness. That, that, yeah. that was the the ruthless aggressions, uh, best for business or uh, whatever they yep. they saying now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's not really. I mean, the, the authority was best for business, but they really don't even say much anything anymore. So okay. we didn't. Uh, we didn't have enough time to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, so we'll talk about Wrestle Kingdom and this next headline together. So Wrestle Kingdom uh, was, uh, of course, every year January fourth. Um, uh Yes, Wrestle Kingdom eleven main event was uh, G one Climax winner Kenny Omega against the IWGP Heavyweight Champion yeah. uh, <clears throat> Kazuchika Okada, and uh, fantastic match. Um, Meltzer gave it six stars. Cornette said it wasn't even five. So uh, what are your thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom? And then as far as just the amount of star debate going on right now, and of course, uh, you know, Roto Sports Kita that Meltzer Meltzer said there's no chance of Omega debuting in the Royal Rumble. What what do you think about that? Well, I want to say uh, shout out to the Wrestle Kingdom games because I have them in Japan. Uh, well, not in Japan, but I have a, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2, which was really cool. Wrestle Kingdom 2 had Brock Lesnar on it right before he came back to WWE. Did his little Japan run. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> or Lester. Remember his old, his, his old nickname used to be called The Manster, if you remember that, um, yeah. back in 03. And then it was the real Brock Lesnar. You know, he had the, the beard, which was Blah, but um, uh, Russell Kingdom Eleven was great. I um, I, I don't know if me and you spoke, but I stayed up three in the morning live, um, watching it. Me, my media sister saw team, and and uh, a whole bunch of you know some of the boys in the business that I know, and a whole bunch of friends. Um, Russell Kingdom Eleven is five hours and fifteen minutes long. There's whole people that are like, ah, oh, how's it that long? Okay, WrestleMania is that long. <laughs> I was in Dallas last year for Mania. Was it 33? Was it 33 or 32? I'm getting the notes mixed up. Uh, 16 uh, was 32. Okay, so I was in Dallas Live, 32, and it felt like it was eight hours. So, <laughs> Russell Kingdom 11 was great. Um, I didn't see the free show. Do you know who was in it? I watched the, the beginning, the opening match, all the way up until the end of the second match with Tanahashi, the second main event. And I had to rewatch the last two the next day. I thought Russell Kingdom 11 was great. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Peruzzo. I'm a fan of Japanese. The style was different. It was just wrestling, 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 go, go, go. There was no backseat segments. Um, I thought I thought it was great. I've I, I, you know, been watching Russell Kingdom since 9 and 10. Um, I have all of them on DVD. And, um, you know, it's, it's Japanese. It's WrestleMania. Um, I thought the PB was great. Totally different style from WrestleMania, from the American style. Uh, I thought the Tanahashi match before was just as good. Um, if you want to do stars, about four and a half. Omega, a good friend of mine, uh, former guest of the show, we had him on our show at the end of 2014. Me and Omega talked a lot. Um, you know, we talked all the time, never made it public, uh, at least once or twice a week. And his match with Okada was, was great. I, I thought watching it, and, and something Meltzer said, and, and you know, uh, Featherstone has a Meltzer. I don't really, you know, he's black. He blocked my show on Twitter because he called him out on some stuff that he was wrong. You know, he's not the best predictor in news. But um, something, one thing I agree with Meltzer that he said is watching Wrestle Kingdom, I was like, wow, these matches are great. How in the world 
And it was 11 matches at Wrestle Kingdom 11. How in the world is Okada and Omega going to beat the Tanahashi match? Or going to beat the match before, you know? And he did. No. I was blown away. I, I popped during the match. And, and I, I felt like a fan, like, wow. I had I got a rush watching it. And, and, and my girlfriend, who who's a basic wrestling fan, like like most people, she wasn't in, she hasn't really been a fan since The Rock and Austin. But she even watched the match, and she was like, wow. You know, uh, um, I had my, my my correspondent watching, and people that weren't wrestling fans watching, they loved it. Thought the match was great. Uh, it told the story. Omega not being able to hit the one wing angel, the table spots, the young bucks being out there, they didn't interfere. Good to see G- uh, Gato out. Um, another legend. Um, seeing Chono out there. The match was great. It was forty five minutes plus. It was it was nonstop action. It was slow. They built it up. False finishes. And what better could you ask for? I mean, Melsa gave it a six stars out of five. I mean, I don't really give star ratings for a match. I thought the match was great. It's, it's now probably, I would say, in my top ten of favorite matches of all time. Like Austin said, he, he thought it was great. He probably the best match he's seen in a while. Some more, fam- more famous people probably had better matches. I mean, the match was great. Never was the biggest Bret Hart in, in um, Shawn Michaels' Iron Man match. You know, a lot of people just saying, oh, that was one of the great matches. Okay, whatever. Um, but uh, I put it up there with Flan Steamboat or Flan, Flan Dusty or Flan Sting or, um, uh, you know, not going to mention one uh, one of my other three matches. We'll get to another segment about the Rumble. But um, I thought the match was great. I loved it. it was, it's been a while since I watched the match, and I got caught, caught up in it as a fan, not as a journalist like we are, not as, you know, as somebody as media and I felt like a fan again, and I was like, oh, I, and, and I felt a rush watching the match, and it was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think that was a um, really good uh, assessment there. Um, I'm in the middle of Cornette and um, <clears throat> of Meltzer. Um, I think that as far as, as, far as favorite matches, uh, I think – uh, Steamboat, uh, well, Sting and Flair, uh, Great American Bash '90, just because Sting is a goat to me. Um, and the same year, actually, I think Sting and Sting, uh, Sting and Flair is up there, and then uh, the the year before, Shottown Rumble, uh, Steamboat and Flair. I think there's probably those those are probably my two favorite matches of all time. Um, just because which one though? Which Sting, Sting and Flair? Uh, Great American Bash 90. Great American Bash 90. Oh, it was here. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. in my hometown. I was there. Yep. Yep. And uh, Chi-Town, of course, we know Chi-Town was in Chicago. So, um, yeah, so it, that, those were probably my two favorite. Uh, Great American Bash 90s when Sting won uh, the, uh, his first uh, World Heavyweight Championship. So, yeah, that was, that was uh, two of my favorites. But, I mean, I like the story. I, I'm a big fan of of storied matches of, of of not high spots. I've I've said that many times. If it's just a high spot and over over a high spot and more of a high spot, I'm not a big fan of that at all. Um, it told a story. Uh, there was you know it, it grew. It, I'm a big fan of that. Um, Cornet, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Cornet at all as far as just uh, a lot of things that he says. But you know, You're not a I, fan I of Corny. Oh no! I think I think I think that he uh, he he wears his emotions out on his sleeves, but I think there I think 
I think he's so outspoken because there's, you know, there's, I think there's a root of bitterness in a lot of things that he says. Um, that yeah. if things were different, yeah, I, I agree. think that he would say different. You know what I mean? I think if things were different, he wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just think that he, the, the fact that he's outspoken, and this is kind of like my, you know, psychologist hat going on right now. I think that there's, uh, he's masking other things because he gets so much um, kind of liberty within being right. so outspoken, but it's really not liberty. It's kind of binding it's him up. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, I, and, you know, and, and it's, it's funny you say that. I randomly. Uh, watched uh, when when uh, my cousin, who's a um, community um, community manager, uh, he watched the Omega match uh, a few days ago. And that's when I randomly listened to the Stone Cold uh, thirty minute segment when Stone Cold and Melissa was on it. And I happened to listen to Cornette, and I met Cornette in person. We spoke. Um, Cornette to me was always top five greatest managers. He was just great being with the Midnight Express. But uh, like you say, it's to, to, to me, I feel Cornette, he's so stuck in in, in in the 80s and how the old-time way was. I know we use the old-time way, the old Christian Christian term. Uh, I, I get that old thing's a tradition um, for that, you know. And, and, it, and I'm like you, Featherstone, you got to have a middle. Certain things are traditional, you don't change. But then also, too, you got to have that area of, you got to have a great area the way you got to kind of get with the times in, in a bit. Yeah. You know, still hold firm to your foundation, but kind of like you got to grow. And, uh, Osprey was criticized so much. Exactly. Like the, you know, I watched the last Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I, th- I thought the, the Osprey match he had with the other guy, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, was great. It was different. It was the U.K. stuff. It was, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool. You got to have that high line. Some actually did the spot monkey stuff. Okay, that's how it is. It's what the fans like. And and, and uh, the, the words Cornette was saying against Kenny Omega, I'm like, dude, that's kind of vulgar. Like, did, did he do any, Did he do something to you? And me right. and Omega, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say me and Omega are best friends, but me and Omega has talked a good number of times outside of him being on my show. We met in person. We saw the guy, a good good idea of him outside of wrestling. And most of our conversations weren't, weren't really wrestling. And he's kind of a low-key guy. He's like, okay, whatever. Omega could give a give a crap about what Cornette said about him. He would laugh. But it's like, dude, like, you know, he said he did not enough for the business and the match was a diss. But it's Compared like. Compared him to the ultimate warrior. Right. It's like, dear, I mean, I do respect the Ultimate Warriors. Warrior, Warrior was entrance music, and that's it. Right, just strictly <laughs> character. WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleMania six was was great. Bash them all you want. WrestleMania six was great because Hogan carried them. His yeah. match was rude in SummerSlam because Rude carried them. Yeah. I don't know, man. And, yeah, WrestleMania 8. Yeah, in fact, oh, WrestleMania 8, one, uh, one of the matches no one ever talks about, WrestleMania, which I thought was great storytelling. Said was giving like seven elbow drops to Warrior, which I, I thought was great watching it as yep. a kid. I was like, yeah, Mr. Elizabeth came back, and Shari was always the evil the evil queen, kind of like Ursula from Little Mermaid. Yep. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, come on, Cornette, man. Like, you know, I love you as a manager. Just manage and shut up. You, you, yeah. you just blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's 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 my criticism. I just thought he went oh over the top with Omega. Uh, the match was great. People don't. Some people may not like it. Even also said there was some subtleties that he thought he would have thought a little bit for, like selling right. 
little yeah. small stuff. But also, yeah. the match was great. I mean, with, I used to be an amateur wrestler. I won, I won medals. I was pretty darn good as an amateur wrestler. I've been in inside an actual wrestling ring and I've friends that pro wrestled. I know about a good amount of being in a wrestling ring. I never had a pro wrestling match, but I learned a lot from before. I was to take a fall. Doing a match like that takes a lot out of you. Yeah. A lot. And, and I, you know, call it, call it five star, call it four and a half. You know, it's just whatever. I mean, I know yeah. people that, people, oh, the Iron Man match, WrestleMania 12, Brett and Sean was great. The match was boring to me. I fell asleep. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of that match. I mean, it was, you know, it, it told a story. It was the, you know, Iron Man match. It was, you know, Pioneer. And they, and, and they stole the finish from the Clash of the Champions with our GOAT and Ricky Flair. Yeah. <laughs> it was the yeah. same ending, except for it wasn't no sudden death. Yeah. It wasn't no Gorilla Monsoon or, you know. Yeah. Like, the overtime. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I just um, I when when I think of my favorite per, my, my personal favorite matches, that's certainly not up there. I mean, it's, it was a good match, certainly, uh, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Definitely not one of my favorites. Um, yeah, I mean, like you like you said, I mean, it, there were some subtleties. There were some, you know, I think I do agree with Cornette as far as the the the, the beginning was a bit boring, um, but at the same time, I mean, you know. It, it was a 45 minute match. He also said it was a 45 minute match. Um, it was, it was a 20 minute match that happened in 45 minutes. I can see some, I can see some, uh, some validation in that. Um, but you know, I, I, at the end of the day, I think it definitely goes, I, it, you know, you, you, we can, we can poke holes as much as we want, but at the end of the day, I think it's the, the unanimous, you know, agreement is that was, that was certainly, one of the best Wrestle Kingdom matches of all time, and even one of the best New Japan matches of all time. So we can poke codes as much as we want. Four star, five star, six star, whatever. I, I give it about a four and a half. I give about a four. I give about a yeah. four stars. Four to four and yeah. a half. I, you know, yeah. I, I give it about. I give it about four and a half. I want to give it a five. I give it about four and a half. I mean, because mm-hmm. I, I have all of the Masawa and 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 Kensukabashi is probably like one of my all time Japanese wrestlers up there with Muda. Mm-hmm. Muda's my goat for Japanese wrestling. Kensukabashi's team Masawa's three, and and I've seen the, the legendary matches between Masawa and Kabashi. Uh, I've seen Kabashi, not the Dusty Williams. I have all this stuff in my collection that that mm-hmm. I thought was five star, maybe five and a half better than Omega and Okada. But Omega and Okada was four and a half. And and, and, and to this point, Cornell was talking about psychology and blah, 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 and all this stuff. <laughs> it's a reason why if you if you look at this, it's a reason why the match started slow. The pay per view was five hours and fifteen minutes long. Even yeah. if you chop it, it was it was basically it was it was it was a raw and, and it was a raw and two you know it was it was it was it was raw two thirds. But remember the Tanahashi match before was fast paced. It, it was it was just as a good match. You get that get match a four star, yeah. and it was so long. You had to start the match off slow because you got to give the audience. This is my thoughts, and, and also did say the same thing in Austin. This is my me thinking. You just had a high profile match. You got to start the match off slow because you got to give the crowd a time to rest. You got to give mm-hmm. that crowd a time to get their win back. You got to give the crowd. It's like Jake the Snake Roberts told me, and I've been around Jake a good number of times. 
and I can't do his voice like, you know, wrestlers like having sex. And they'll, this, we this, know this, this wrestlers is like having sex. Right. You know, it's like it's like wrestling is like having sex. You know, you can't you can't just uh release and and no, this is your show Featherstone, so I'm using the full kids version. You you can't just release you know, he did you yeah. do you do that little pop thing with his mouth all the time. You can't just release right off the bat. You gotta yeah. kinda work it a little and work it and work it. Yeah. And then that's when <laughs> and you know, we both in relationships so we get it. But it's the same thing. You can't just, you know, right off the bat. You got to give him, you know. And people that don't agree with it, look at WrestleMania 25. What was the matter with WrestleMania 25? Oh, yeah, by the way, it was Orton and Triple H, one of the most botched WrestleMania awful main events in history. Yeah. Michaels and Taker was, was great. And after that, the crowd was done. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was nothing you could do to revive it. So yeah. that's Triple why H I would say Omega. Right, and and I would say you know that's why I say Okada and and Omega started off slow because you know you got got to give the fan back some win. That that that's that's just my opinion. You can disagree. It's cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, well, it's just like sex. Yeah, just like sex. For the younger fans, you know, talk to mommy and daddy. Birds and the bees. You, know, you don't understand an analogy. Don't ask Tiger Featherstone to, uh, to, to get more detail with that. No, 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 because we, we will not. Because <laughs> we both are, are PG people, and uh, this is a PG show. So, <laughs> so Oh, yes. Next week, next we have a... Uh, <laughs> um, so, so you you watched most of the uh, UK tournament. I, I watched a, just a, a, a hiccup of it. Uh, you spoke highly of it, so you know. Let us let let the listeners know your thoughts on that. And the headline is basically Zach Saber Jr. Uh, Meltzer also shared that uh, he chose not to be a part of the UK tournament because um, there are other reports that talked about their contract was twenty k, and of course he's making you know much more money. You know, and any work. So I definitely don't, <laughs> you know, I definitely don't uh, blame him for not taking that contract. Um, my thoughts with the UK tournament. I watched uh, all of D one. I watched uh, about ninety percent of D two. For some reason, every time I got close to watching the finals, something would happen. Uh, family or fall asleep. Overall, uh, I I enjoyed the overall product. It, it was different, um, you mm. know. Being in the UK, if you're not familiar with the UK style, they do a lot of uppercuts and a lot of, oh yeah, as they say, catches, catch kin uh, uh, yep. matches. Um, a lot of the guys I wasn't familiar with. Um, of course, you know, I knew who Trent Stevens was. We knew Zach Sabre Jr. who decided not to participate. But overall, I, I thought the tournament was cool. It had a different feel. It didn't feel like the Cruiserweight Classic. You also know a lot of people was like, well, I don't know any of these guys. You know, they don't have to star power, which is cool, which is another reason for me why I was more into watching it because I wanted to see some new fresh blood. It was in the ballroom. It, you know, the U.K. crowd is a little different as far as chants. I like how they had a chant. They sing now, which probably be in video games, where uh, every time they're going off to say, this match is for one fall, then the crowd would chant, one fall. I thought that was cool. It, the little subtleties 
made it feel totally different. Nigel McGinnis and Michael Cole did an awesome job commentating. Uh, I popped to see good old uh, Dave Taylor, who was very underrated, uh, Regal, uh, um, Finley. Uh, you know, Neville came in day two, did a, un, um, did, did a match that was not a tournament against one of the, um, I guess, one of the, the newer NXT call-ups who was from the area, Wales, Ireland, or whatever. Um, but um, <clears throat> I thought the tournament was good. Uh, they did good storytelling with Pete Dunne as him being the heel. Uh, there was a lot of European uppercuts, a lot of lariats. Still, everybody had their own style. It wasn't in nauseam, as we say, about the Don Sepa kicks. But I enjoyed it. We'll just have to see, and I joke with you off air about this, and with some people is that now we have a U.K. tournament. Are we going to see U.K. live? Is it going to overtake 205 live? Or... Now that you have this U.K. tournament and now you have a U.K. champion, Raw has the cruiserweight division. Are we going to get an influx of the U.K. division? Are we going to get to see a SmackDown? Or will we see some kind of mix? You know, I mean, Raw's three hours. I mean, they got enough time. You could throw in the cruiserweights. You could throw in the U.K. I mean, you see, what, two cruiserweight matches per Raw. This the one cruiserweight match on Raw and the one for the U.K. Because SmackDown's only two hours. But uh, I enjoyed it. Um, hopefully I don't have to rate it for stars, but uh, it, it was it was something different to watch. It wasn't SmackDown, it wasn't Raw, it wasn't NXT. It just felt totally different. So uh, I was happy. Yeah, um, I hope that we don't get an, an oversaturation of uh, UK though. Um, two oh five live. I mean, you and I have talked before as far as just two oh five live. How we feel about that. 205 Live is just, uh, <laughs> it was just about DOA uh, from the very beginning because, you know, especially the, the, the SmackDown brand is starting to become interesting. Well, it's already, I mean, since the split has been, I mean, many people say it's been the better brand. I, I agree. Um, so you have two hours of SmackDown. You got some, some good things working, some good stories building, some right. good matches at the end. Right. So we're right. so so basically everybody who goes to SmackDown, you know, just they they have to come at you know they they get there around seven seven thirty. So you're talking two hours of already being in their seats. They experience a good main event for SmackDown, and then they have to be on two hundred five live for another forty five minutes to an hour. So I mean, I would say if anything, if they it was just on the network. Just as far as just like a full cell thing, it didn't have to be. It could be like two hundred five prime. You didn't have to be live. I'm I'm a big fan of live TV. But if live TV's, you know, if, you know yeah, if two hundred five's <laughs> hurting you, you know, make it prime time on like a Wednesday night or something like that. Two hundred five prime. There you go. Right before um, NXT or right after NXT. I mean, it, it, the the very fact that it's live right after SmackDown. You've already been there for two and a half hours. You've seen a good SmackDown product, especially if there's a good main event, and then we have to watch 205 Live. You know, it just it, – the placement to me is horrible. 10 o'clock on a Tuesday, it's just it, – it's, it, it's the placement of it is just really bad to me. Tuesdays is, is – is, is, if you think about the days of the week – Tuesdays is the, is the day that has, that has so much. It's the ugliest day of the week. People <laughs> say Mondays are ugly because you just get off a weekend. Okay, maybe, but you know, Monday you got you know you got TV shows coming on and you know what have you Raw, you know. But uh, 
Tuesdays is ugly. I mean, we have all great shows which you can look forward on Tuesday nights, of course, every week. Um, and you know, if you like having have nots, you know, those kind of oh, shows. Yeah. You got Tuesday nights are cool, which is a good show too. So, but like you said, a SmackDown or Tuesdays are ugly <laughs> to be at an event. <clears throat> you know yeah. what I mean? Doing. I mean, as far as going out, nothing happens on Tuesday nights. You know, as far as going out, like you said, when you at a live SmackDown, which is two and a half hours. Because remember, well, about two hours now because it's live. But back when it was taped, it was about two and a half hours, give or take. Yeah, when well, it did. You got a live. Right, you got a live. You got that's right. You got superstars. A half an hour of wrestling. Which well, they don't. They don't like do CD. superstars. They don't do superstars anymore. But they they just cut that off. I think like a couple months ago. So yeah, up to a couple oh, months true. ago, it would be superstars as well. It'd be superstars, and then SmackDown, and then you cut the two hundred five right. stuff. And it's just you know, there's too it, much. Even yeah, like, like you said, but like you said, even before. I mean, like coming into and like I was saying. Even coming into before before Raw starts, you never know. There's there may be a dark match before uh, before SmackDown just to get you know people into it. Exactly. So you're going to be there it's at always, least you know thirty to forty five minutes before the it, SmackDown. It it is always and like you said, it, either way it's two and a half hours, thirty mm-hmm. minutes before a live broadcast. You're always going to have one dark match. You're going to have Lillian Garcia or Tony. What, what happened to Tony Chumel? Yeah, Tony Chumel. Jimbo's or, still uh, there. Oh, oh yeah, kind okay. Of. Well, JoJo's cute. <laughs> but you got JoJo, cute JoJo, or Tony Chimu, or Lillian Garcia, whoever's doing. I know Lillian's on Raw. But you, you're going you're gonna to have the, the live you're gonna have the live crowd check. Well, JoJo's on say, Raw oh, now. Just... Lillian's gone. Oh that's, oh, that's right. Lillian's gone now? Yeah, she's gone, yeah. Oh, man, she has her own podcast now. Uh, everybody has a podcast now. We yeah. that too. But um, I, I I I like to say off the record, Lillian Garcia has always been one of my 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 little personal secret crushes. I always thought she was like the cutest cutest thing. Um, she's fifty WWE. years old, and she looks like she's twenty five. She's fifty. Well, wait a minute. She's fifty. Fifty. Fifty years old. Wow, man. Nine out of ten people, wow. not probably ten out of wow. ten people would never guess that. That man, that that's that's wow. But yeah, I always thought Lillian <laughs> was the cutest thing, and I I've seen her in person. You know, I've been I almost front row at some shows, and she looks good in person too. I always thought she was the cutest, cutest thing. Um, uh, besides, except for the 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 taste of this inside jokes that Triple H and I'm saying on on air about calling her Bush. I'm not sure if you know about that, but um. Lillian, not there anymore. Didn't know. Uh, you know, I know her dad just passed away. I think on Christmas too, which sucks. But um, JoJo's key. But, but what I was saying is, two and a half hours per. Y'all was gonna have a dog match. You are gonna have the live crowd key. Oh, put your crowd on the side. We're going live in five minutes. Oh, all right. And the right. WWE packages. By that time you tired. You know, like I said to you earlier, it's the reverse. It's the reverse superstars of velocity. When SmackDown was taped, it was an hour before SmackDown of Velocity or Jacked or Raw or, or right. you know, Jacked or Superstars, whatever side show it was. Sunday Night Sunday Heat. Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, Sunday Night Heat. Uh, you know, it was just crazy. And, and then it's like, now you got 205 Live. You want people to stay an extra hour to watch these small guys wrestle a match that you don't even know who they are. Right. Nor do you have emotional vet, or are you not emotionally invested in because WWE didn't put the machine behind it to give you a reason to be invested. 
Mm-hmm. Why do we care about Cedric Alexander again? We don't know. <laughs> we just know he's a right. black guy to, to fill up the status quo. That's a cool finishing move, and he put Alicia Fox in there just because he's black. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, we I mean, here's the thing. It gets worse with people who they don't even like, people like Drew Gulak. You know what I mean? Like, there's oh, nothing God. built around him. I mean, at least with Cedric, you know, at least with Cedric, right. they have Alicia, you know, and uh, feeding with Noam Dar. But someone like Drew Gulak, Tony Nice, there's nothing. And there, great, there's great no talent. character. Yeah, there's no character development. I mean, at least with Swan and Neville. Uh, at least you know with Gallagher and Davari, at least there's something going with them. Oh, the like, like people guy. like, yeah, get, yeah, the uh, gentleman uh, dude, Jack, I like Gall- him. Jack Gallagher, yeah. But people like yeah. Lince Dorado, Mustafa Ali, uh, um, like I said, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, they're yeah. just there. The, the, you know, Davari's it's brother. like yeah, it's horror. Yeah, at least Arya is feuding with Gallagher right now. But again, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter how good the feuds are; they're cruiserweights. That are placed after two hours of SmackDown, you know. So that's you know what they look like. They look like this when they wrestle. It looked like action figures. It's like how good son. Yeah. I know you have. Yeah, I know you had the little Featherstones. It's like the Featherstones playing with their action with their action men with their action figures. They playing with their wrestling <laughs> men in the room. That's how yeah. it looks because it, it, it's like who are these people? Like, is we why is Alicia Fox with with Alexander again? We don't know. No, uh, exactly. You know you don't you don't count Kendrick because he's a vet. You know, uh, then you have uh, the video game dude um, doing the that DJ Perkins. Okay, he had a push. Okay, why is he like video games? Why is he here? We don't know. He just likes video games. He's the champ. But then when he got caught coming out saying sexual remarks, oh, he disappeared off TV for six weeks. You know, he comes yeah. back again. No one explains why he, he just downloads. So, not, granted, I like the Cruiserweight division. I, I always, but it hasn't mattered since Heyman was running it. When Heyman and Stephanie was 0304, when you had Tajiri and the, the Japanese Mafia thing and, and Ray and Spike and Noble and everybody had characters, they had something going on. Now, with yeah. besides the, 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 the select few, it's just... Generic wrestling men, wrestling. Yeah. But 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 yeah. but I will say this: they got their own ropes, they got their own ring mat, and they got their own color, and they got that Power Ranger Ninja dude as a graphic. So yeah. I mean, as long as he's Vince decide to. Yeah, he's not behind <laughs> it. He's not behind it. He's he's. Just... Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, Vince like the small guys. Yeah, nope. Vince doesn't like he... the small. But, right, but he, yeah, they're yeah. free because it's on Raw. So even though yeah. Vince may not agree with it, it's on the mothership, if you will, with Dusty Rose. Yeah, that's right, the, the mothership. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's on the, the mothership. Uh, you Going know, to the, the bay window, baby. Uh-huh. And, you know, the, the, you know, Bula Bula, whatever that is, Dusty. Don't even get me started <laughs> right. on Dusty Dustyisms. But, um, oh, Dusty. You know, oh, yeah, that's... It's on the mothership. Thing. Yeah, Sting, Dusty, and Steamboat are my are my top three of all time. It has been yeah, for, I, you know, I, for, yeah. yeah uh, my, my top three of all time. Um, I would say, uh, for America, would, would be yeah, Sting, Steamboat, and Angle. No, oh, those are two, three. Those are three good ones. Speaking of Angle, Hall of Fame. He uh, was just interviewed on Lillian Garcia's podcast, and he talked about how uh, <clears throat> you know the, the Top guys that they treat them well. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, you kind of saw that too, just as far as just he, within the first almost eighteen months, you know, he became Intercontinental European and WWE Champion. So, I mean, you know, Vince saw a lot in him, and uh, I mean, he just he he really he really earned his spot. You know, a lot of you know, there's a lot of people wondering, like, man, why is why is he getting so much? But I mean, he earned it. I mean, he, he was he proved well, to be yeah, one of the greatest cool, wrestlers of all time. He he is <clears throat> Olympic gold medalist, and he came from because remember Angle wasn't a fan of wrestling. People forget Angle was at ECW uh, right before he went to WWE, and he wasn't a fan of pro, of pro wrestling. But for a man, for Angle, and you got to give Brock credit too, or even you know Brock or Benjamin, anybody that has a collegiate background of wrestling, uh, Charlie Haas, Jack Swagger, people forget. Um, um, I'm trying to think of um, who, who's there currently. They got a collegiate background in wrestling. Somebody else. Ziggler. Um, Z- yeah, 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 Ziggler. For them to mm-hmm. go from an amateur background, which I know about. I know I'm not, was never near, in the way the Olympic, but I know what it's like to, am- to amateur wrestling. I've talked to Angle yep, about this too. For yep. you to, to go from, you know, from you to go as from the collegiate amateur style, whether it be Greco-Roman or, or American or freestyle, I should say, to go to professional wrestling, which is a totally different um, 180. And I'm trying to think who, I don't know if it was Anderson or uh, somebody, I don't know if it's somebody, I just interviewed, you interviewed a watch and doing Sean Alvarez where they said that when they started amateur wrestling, they was trying to look for ropes. And, and they were yeah. you know, they were trying to pro wrestle. But for him to do that 180, to learn so quick, for him to win the world, I remember No Mercy when he beat The Rock, for him to, to grow that quick, and for him to get over to being who he is, and for him to kept evolving with angle with the hair and the receding hairline and, and uh, the the you know, the white the white meat baby face and drink your milk and, and you know, the triple eyes and not cussing enough and then to go to, you know, the comedic angle with Austin, which I thought was hilarious, to the bald head oh, evil yeah. angle with the teeth, you know, with with the uh, mouth guard and, and you you got to see how he progressed in the business. And then his his great matches in T N A people don't even talk about. Um so um he deserves it, man. Angle's a great guy. I can go by meeting him in person a few times. We interviewed him before, uh, taking time out talking to the youth. Um, and here's something else I don't know if you know. Somebody just told me that Angle said on SportsCenter that he would like to wrestle AJ Styles mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Wink, wink. Yep. You know, WWE and these plugs, uh, Goldberg said Brock, and you know how that went. Angle's going to be at the Hall of Fame. Angle can wrestle another match. Angle told us that he actually wanted one of the people he wanted to wrestle, he would love to wrestle, had wrestled Daniel Bryan. But, of course, that's up in the league. Daniel Bryan would be wrestling the Miz at Mania. So, hint, hint. I mean, we've seen Angle and Styles before. WWE, the people that's locked in the WWE closet in the WWE world don't even know it probably existed. WWE act like it never existed ever in the earth because it didn't happen in their world. So uh, that's something to go for. Ain't going Styles at, at WrestleMania. Um, they're, they're 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 talking about Shane and uh, AJ. Yeah, um, heard. Yeah, that may be interesting. Uh, real quick, for second time, let's talk about uh, Snuka. Um, you know, uh, seventy-three years old, passed away. I mean, you know, um, 
1973, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't necessarily a, 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 a tragic or or just a, a sudden passing. Um, one, he was 73, and two, he's been ailing for quite some time now. But uh, <clears throat> we have to get to the. Um, we're we're going to salute for just a moment of silence for right quick for his family and friends. And uh, uh, Evan, give me about uh, <clears throat> 30 seconds of a story that you uh, shared before. So, right quick, we're going to have a moment of silence. All right. So, let the listeners know, Evan, uh, your uh, experience with. Uh, Superfly Jimmy Snooker, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Snooker, man. Um, and the only people that say brother, uh, brother, is, you know, uh, Snooker and Sullivan, uh, two good friends of mine, Kevin Sullivan. Um, I, I I was blessed to have been uh, um, good friends with one of Snooker's close friends who was like an agent to him. And um, I got to meet Snooker uh, uh, 2015 at uh, Rhode Island Fans Fest. Uh, Snooker was a great guy, still had a, the strongest handshake. Uh, he looked at me and said, brother, keep doing what you're doing, brother. I love what you're doing. And and, um, and I, you know, of course, you pay for autographs and stuff. And us being media, you know, we, we get, you know, we, we get, you know, perks. And, uh, you know, you know, Snooker said, hey, brother, what, what picture you want, brother? Which one? And it was the picture of all the cage matches. And you had Morocco, and then you had the other one. So as I posted on Facebook, uh, I picked that picture. He signed it for me personally. He didn't write under the Met Radio. He wrote my name, which meant a lot to me. Um, <clears throat> sadly, talking to um, the guy uh, um, that he's close friends with, I'm not going to mention his name, uh, I talked to him about a couple weeks ago. And uh, he told me then that, hey, man, you know, Evan uh, Snooker's not doing well. I knew his health was ailing, and I said on my show before that um, I, I said it maybe right after Christmas. I said that I, I'll be surprised if Snooker makes it to maybe May because mm-hmm. I knew his health was just deteriorating. He wasn't able um, really to function well. He wasn't able to really sign any autographs. So um, it, it's sad, man. You know, Snooker was a legend. So many people watched him. So many people um, loved him. Um, I'm going to say this because I, I didn't say this on my show uh, tonight for a reason. I'm going to say, to say this now on your show. Is to anybody, you know, you got to be respectful to the man. Regardless if you think the man killed his wife, she killed his girlfriend or anything, that's neither here or there. Be respectful, please, to the man that passed away, to the legend, to the, the legacy that he passed on. You know, if mm-hmm. it was your father or your cousin or your brother that passed away, some of the comments that I saw on Facebook, on social media, about him and things about him was just wrong. I mean, I thought it was wrong. I, I knew I, I met him before. I, I, I wasn't the best of friends, but I did have some contact with him, with him and his friends. And regardless of what you say about the man, he never was convicted for what happened. They reopened the case 20-some-odd years later. He never had any evidence, and he closed it. And get 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 past it. Move on with your life. And this man... Yeah. Had, was a legend in the business. He passed away, and, and the, the fact that I saw people try to compare this with Benoit is absurd. Nice. Benoit killed Benoit killed this family. It's evident he killed it. He's yeah, why in the world would you do that? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, they, Benoit, they up 30, right? He's a yeah, murderer. He's a murderer. Years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And Snooker, regardless wow. of what happened, no, nothing was proven. Nothing was proved in the court of law. And regardless, you know, Snooker should be laid to rest. And, and it touched my heart to see, you know, the, the picture with Tamina holding her dad's hand, you know, and then mm-hmm. the picture oh, yeah. that really touched my heart um, seeing yeah. it. And I thank WWE for, for doing a great 
um, you know, for doing a great tribute to Snooker last night. Yeah, absolutely. The World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's uh, that's yeah. I just had to, I just had to put that in there right there. That's my soundbite for the night. Let it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, that's uh, yeah. I I agree with you, man. I, you know, if he would have done, I mean, if, if he's proven to do, I mean, he knows. You know, that's the thing. He knows, and you know, he knows. So that's that's his. That's his burden to, 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 you know, handle if he did it, you know, and, and he lived the life of, of having that eat him alive. I know for sure if he did it, but you know, it's one of those things that I can't, it was 32 years ago. Time doesn't matter. I mean, cause like I said, there's cold cases all the time. So it doesn't matter if it's 32 years ago, uh, as opposed to 32 days ago, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we have to respect the, the justice system. There wasn't enough evidence at the time uh, to, to, to go with it. 32 years later, they opened it up, uh, and uh, he was incompetent to stand trial. That doesn't mean that he did still didn't do it, but he still was mentally incompetent to stand trial. So within those 32 years, now 34 years ago, um, like I said, I mean, you know, he's passed, you know, so it's it's one of those things. You, you, you certainly can't compare it to Benoit because he killed himself, his daughter, and his son, Daniel. So, I mean, I mean he, himself, his wife, and his, his wife, Nancy, and his son, Daniel. So that is just not a, a good comparison at all. It doesn't make sense. We got about five minutes. Um, you know, we talked about Raw and SmackDown. We talk about it all the time, and, and uh Nothing really new uh, coming from SmackDown. Was it Mickey James uh, coming back from? Uh, uh, there, there was been reports that she Yippee was uh, La Luchadora. So uh, and, and she, yeah. <laughs> so and we all depend- know we know Mickey, we know Mickey James' body. She got a nice thick body. We seen it in person and on the show. We know Don Waddle was a Mickey James last week playing La Lucha. Whatever. Right. She was too yeah, skinny, wrote- but. Yeah, I, I wrote an article that uh, sh- showed that it was um, uh, Deanna Prazi. Um So, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, there's probably there's probably two or three other people. But you know, she ended up being the, the one behind it. I mean, there, there were reports that that was going to happen anyways. I mean, it, kudos to Mickey though. I mean, she hasn't been there in seven years, and big kudos to that um, for Mickey. Mickey's always been a good talent. She'll probably you know, head to the Hall of Fame here coming uh, in, in, uh, and soon, probably a year or two. So, yeah. All right, real quick, uh, let's get to the uh, flavor of the week. We've got about five minutes. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, so this week is 98 to 2007. What are some memories that you have uh, in between those 10 rumbles as far as rumble winners, favorite matches? Uh, what was your favorite Royal Rumble winner between that time frame? You said ninety eight to two thousand seven. Yep. Um, man, uh, I I'll take her. Um, you know when when Taker won it, uh, and one of my yeah, favorite seven. moments of yeah, yeah those seven is when when Taker and Michaels had that big standoff um, when mm-hmm. it was just them two in the ring in the back and forth. I thought that was great. Um, my favorite uh, Royal Rumble match from uh, 98 to 2007, I would give, as far as pure wrestling, I would give one 
to uh, Chris Benoit, yes, and versus Kurt Angle, uh, the Rumble of Three. And oh, I will yeah. give one A. Uh, I will give one A to uh, Catfish Jack um, Triple H Street Fight Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give it to Rock Foley 99 Royal Rumble. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah. that that's another good one. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. Light section rock. Yeah, yeah. light section rock. Yeah, right. Um, that was probably one of the most memorable Royal Rumble matches. Um, you had some. You just had some really good ones. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's really about it as far as I remember. Uh, as far as Royal Rumble matches are concerned, as far as the actual match, uh, my favorite I would say 072 as well because we got Austin in '98, '99 uh, was what Vince. No, 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 wait. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. 99 was Vince. 2000 was, was Rock. 01 was Austin. Uh, 02 was, uh, was, was Triple H. Triple H. Triple H. Um, 03 was 03. Brock. 03 was Brock. 04 was uh, Batista. Benoit. No, Benoit. Yep. Benoit. Yep. Yeah, Benoit, was Benoit, 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 yeah. 05 yeah. was Batista. 06 was Mysterio. 07 was uh, Taker. So, yeah, out of all of those, I think, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say Taker was uh, my favorite one, too. Just Taker yeah. one in the Royal Rumble period was, was cool for me. So, absolutely. Yeah, all right. So, ladies and um, gentlemen, uh, once again, Under the Mat Radio, go ahead and plug uh, your show, man. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Pancakes, Power Slams, Under the Mat Radio Live every week, um, every Tuesday um, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. Find us on Facebook, Under the Mat Radio, a like page and group page. You find us on Facebook, uh, fa- uh, sorry, Instagram, Under the Mat Radio, all one word. Email us at Under the Mat Radio at gmail.com. Our Instagram is Under the Mat Radio, one word. YouTube, Under the Mat Radio. Please subscribe to our like, um, please subscribe to our channel uh coming up uh very soon will be mr anderson formerly in uh tna wwe uh camp of terror wwe wrestling legend sam houston we have coming up and a whole bunch of other great stars please check us out we'll block oh, radio yeah. all over <laughs> it's an honor absolutely <laughs> and, uh, that was a perfect way to uh end that <laughs> awesome stuff man uh well Tech, man, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, it's, been, uh, it's an honor every time. I have a great time with talking wrestling with you. Uh, you know, it's always good to have someone on the show who just understands uh, who, who understands the passion that you have for wrestling and is an old school fan just like you are. Of course, it's always a pleasure. Anytime you need me, I'm here. Awesome, man. Appreciate you coming on the show. Have a good night. No problem. Thank you. Right, bye bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for episode 251. I managed to uh, get through it as far as uh, my voice is concerned. Like I said, man, I've been balanced sore throat for the past uh, week and a half. Um, throat's better, but uh, for some reason, every time I have a sore throat, it just uh, turns into like laryngitis. And I get like this hoarse, weird type of uh, <laughs> weird type of uh, voice going on. So, 
Um, I appreciate uh, your endurance toward tonight. 251 episodes. Thank you to the franchise. Every time I say that, I have to say it like you said in the in, in uh, WCW during the revolution. The franchise. Um, and also ECW. Shane Douglas uh, for availing himself for taking the time to for for an interview during the the the, um, the big show. And ladies and gentlemen, 252 episodes going on next week. Of course, that is the Royal Rumble Go Home Show. So of course we have Royal Rumble predictions coming with that show as well. Uh, any any type of uh, uh, thank, thank you so much for your support. This 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 show has been, uh, you know, the numbers are just continuing to be amazing after 251 episodes, and I really really appreciate all of your support, uh, especially on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, on the Raw Review, and throughout the week when I post uh, daily articles of things going on. So listen, if you want to give. How about that? And I haven't talked about this in a while. If you want to give, uh, go to PayPal, CraveWrestling at gmail.com and give toward the show, give toward Crave Wrestling uh, for other projects that uh, we got coming up. If you want to be a part of that, uh, please do. Uh, thank you so much for your support once again. Ladies and gentlemen, Crave Wrestling Facebook page. And listen, if you are listening to this right now, I want you to go to Twitter. Okay? Go to Twitter. And follow Crave Wrestling, the Pancakes and Power Slams Twitter page at Crave Wrestling. Episode 251, ladies and gentlemen, God bless you all. We're signing off here. Chris Featherstone, another week, another day. God bless them all. All right, until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. Goodbye. <laughs>